Season 2, Episode 14, as we here in Pennsylvania go into a Christmas lockdown. Thank you to our illustrious governor. Yeah, so Merry Christmas as we all stay at home and, um, well, listen to this podcast. Because, believe me, there's plenty to unwrap under the tree this week. <sighs> well, at least I went out and got my eggnog. I'm ready. Okay, he's too stupid to talk and too ugly to eat. Because it's a great big stupid world On a dirt clod out in space Where it stops nobody knows If Jesus came back today They'd try to book him on the Oprah with free show Because it's a great big stupid world He's given a piece of his mind to so many people It's a wonder there's a mind left it's Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World. You know, I've been in radio for uh, over four decades. Um, and, you know, I'm the old school broadcaster. You know, I, I uh, got into radio whenever we were still doing vinyl records, you know. We had carts, in other words, cartridges, which looked like eight-track tape cartridges. And you wouldn't even know what that is unless you were, what, at least 35 but little cartridges of, te of magnetic tape. It was on a loop. So I've done radio, you know, the old school way. Thankfully, I never had to worry about taking the razor blade and splicing the magnetic tape and doing all the editing. And, <clears throat> oh, you know, thankfully, they were just on the cusp of beginning to convert to digital at that point. So, but I have been in radio, especially when it comes to doing radio. I mean, uh, there are some things I were, have been ingrained in my head as to the uh, typical formatics of talking on the radio. Um, for instance, you know, when you crack open your mic, you always identify the station you're on and who you are. And then you always end it by giving, who you know, at least the station that you are on. They don't really do that much anymore. You know? Um, I've listened to radio and They've cracked the mic and the guy's just blabbing away talking about the song. And I'm thinking, who are you and what am I listening to? You know? But um, eventually, they will, somewhere in their little blabber, they will identify who they are and what station it is. But, you know, there's just so many new nuance changes that the average listener probably would never even pick up on, but I do. One of the things is uh, um, some people think that the person uh, behind the microphone is a real person, and what he says on the radio is what they really believe. And I don't want to bust your bubble here, but <clears throat> um, that ain't necessarily always true, especially with me. Okay, I've uh, taken equal pot shots at... Um, anybody. Frankly, um, I try to be, uh, on my radio show anyway, rather <clears throat> neutral when it comes to using the platform for my own personal advocate uh, cause or whatever. Typically, it's the radio station's ownership that's like, 
Um, you know, this is not your personal platform. My favorite story was from an engineer who who owned several non-commercial radio stations in East Central Pennsylvania, where they had a and it was a, a non-commercial uh, religious radio station. And um, <clears throat> this guy felt it that he wanted to use his microphone as his personal uh, megaphone to advocate for his own particular cause uh, politically and um, really had an opinion about a particular politician running for public office. And this guy that owned the station basically told him, stop it. (laughs) Because, you know, that's not your position. Of course, also, the guy also happened to have been a significant donor to the radio station's nonprofit coffers. And the disc jockey was not happy with having to put the muzzle on. And he kind of snapped back at the guy and said, What about my First Amendment rights? And the radio station owner said, um, Come over here and look over here by the front door. There's a nail in the wall by the front door, you can hang your First Amendment rights on that nail and pick them up on your way out after you get off off of the air, which I thought was a brilliant response. So, in a sense, he had to comply with what, basically, the image of the station is. So I try not to, um, you know, use my platform on the radio as my own personal platitude, which is why I have my podcast. Since I have my podcast, I can talk about anything I want to. And you get to hear who the real me is, okay? So the real me is, I've been a card-carrying Republican ever since college. I went to college, and I rebelled against my parents. My parents were yellow dog Democrats. And yes, we grew up in Arkansas under Governor Bill Clinton. That's right, Governor Bill Clinton. Uh-huh. Me and Hillary, <laughs> that's right, me and Hillary, and the state police. <laughs> I had a lot of fun in the governor's mansion out there in Little Rock. I sure did. <laughs> Long before I ever found a cigar. <clears throat> well, anyway, so, um, yeah, I, I uh, never voted Republican. My college professor convinced me uh, about being a Republican because she was one. Ama- amazing, a college professor teaching political science and is a very strong Republican. But when I'm on the radio, I'll take pot shots at Republicans and Democrats. And of course, on this podcast, if you've done something stupid, it doesn't matter whether you are atheist or Christian, Republican or Democrat, conservative or liberal. If it's stupid, I'm going to talk about it. And I'm going to probably poke fun at it because it's stupid. Okay? So, and, and, and obviously, um, on my social media, I'm the same way. Um, I will post things on social media, uh, not necessarily based upon my own particular persuasion of political uh, beliefs or religious beliefs, but if it's funny, I'll post it. Just because it's funny, okay? And because I want folks that are reading my social media and folks that are listening to me on the radio, of all walks of life, to be entertained. I'm an equal opportunity annoyance, okay? So, and so, you know, what I usually get is, uh, well, that means you're not being yourself on the radio. Well, let me ask you, when these folks 
that are considered actors and they're in a movie, are they being themselves? Obviously not. Now, in a sense, radio is a form of acting. Radio is a form of portraying somebody that is maybe bigger than life. But for the most part, I'm going to say 80% of the time, what you get on the radio is pretty much what you get in real life as far as personality is concerned. I don't, you know, uh, reveal a lot of my convictions unless it's, you know, a, a poignant time. And then, then it's not one of those situations where I have to, you know, get on my pious platitude and, you know, what, what not. You know, every once in a while my opinion will get out, but that's, I always say it's my opinion. I, I, I really believe in the um, plutonic environment of the fifth estate of broadcasting. So before you want to start uh, making any judgments on me based upon something you've read that I've put out on social media, at uh, on Facebook, at Eric Lane on Facebook, or my Eric Lane profile on MeWe.com, or my Eric Lane Twitter account. Just remember, um, this is the persona of which I am using the platform on. Okay, and if I'm saying something, it's probably because I find it funny or relevant. Now, if you really want to know what I'm all about, then let me know sometime we'll go out for coffee. Okay? Because then I'll tell you what I really think. Um, but otherwise, don't expect me to be doing it on the radio because I'm basically an entertainment factor at that point. I mean, you look at, um, for instance, I think of Patricia Heaton. Patricia Heaton uh, was in that wildly popular sitcom, Modern Family, right? Was it Modern Family she was in? But, uh, you know, I'm sure that there was a lot of things that she portrayed in Modern Family she may not have necessarily would have done in her own real life. Yet she's a pretty strong, devout Catholic, very, very strong in her Christian faith. I look at uh, Alice Cooper. I love Alice Cooper. And just think of the things that he represents on stage. Yet um, he plays the music on his radio show, Nights with Alice Cooper, of all these, you know, metal bands, Judas Priest and Iron Maiden and all these, you know, evil demonic bands and whatever. And yet um, Alice Cooper is a very strong uh, Christian, has uh, had personal friendships with some pretty prominent Christian heavyweights. Uh, pastors and evangelists, okay? He knows his Bible, yet uh, he puts on makeup and he portrays some evil dude on stage. But So I don't judge these people based upon their performance. I judge them on who they are. If you want to judge me based on my performance, I guess that's your prerogative, but you would be wrong. And you probably wouldn't get very far with me. So um, enjoy what you hear on the podcast, because this is probably a little more of the real me than you're getting on the radio. But if you also want to be entertained, for heaven's sakes, follow me on social media. Look up Insane Eric Lane on Twitter, on Facebook, and also on now MeWe. That's for all you conspiracy theorists out there that think Facebook is spying on you. Well, I have a MeWe account now at MeWe.com slash I slash Eric Lane. And please, would you spell it right? It's E-R-I-K, not C, L-A-N-E. And if you need any other help, 
visit my website, InsaneEricLane.com. Okay? And you know, a lot of podcasts have uh, got sponsors. You know, well, unfortunately, well, um, I, I tried to get some sponsors. And, well, I was able to get a few. Um, they're not really some sponsors you may have heard before. But, look, I'll take what I can get. You know what I'm saying? So I'm proud to say that this portion of the podcast is sponsored by Surefire Gifts for Men. So ladies, if you're trying to think of a good gift for your young man, here's a tip. Men are really, really simple. We like things that are basic. This sponsor gets the fact about all men. So thanks to our new sponsor, Surefire Gift for Men, for sponsoring this portion of Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World. I hate shopping for gifts for my husband. He never likes what I get him. This holiday, show your man you love him with a gift he can truly understand. Meat. Meat? Trust me on this. It's a guaranteed winner. Because come Christmas morning... Oh, sweetheart, it's a stunning array of smoked ribs, venison, and salmon. Plus an assortment of summer sausages with one lone pepperoni standing triumphantly amongst them. It's so beautiful. I got you a hand mixer. Nice. Don't try to understand it there, guys. Just go online at thegiftofmeat.com and order your man's holiday gift of dead animal parts today. Thegiftofmeat.com. Flesh galore for your Christmas carnivore. I got friends that are working in uh, correctional facilities, okay, um, and they've seen their share of very creative um, concealment when uh, you know inmates come into the to the pet to the pound, okay. But you know you're a good smuggler when the police praise you for having quote creativity without limit, and that's exactly what happened with a 30-year-old woman from Sao Paulo, Brazil. She got on a bus in Paraguay, headed back to Brazil, but the authorities, you see, got a tip. She might be smuggling drugs. And they found she was inside of her fake pregnant belly. Oh, yes, that's right. The woman had hollered out a watermelon. Hey, y'all, let's go holler us out a watermelon. And she stuffs it up her dress. And inside that hollered out watermelon four bricks of cocaine. Now the cops were so impressed that they took several pictures and praised the woman's creativity without limit on their Facebook page. Of course, they weren't impressed enough to let her go, though. She was arrested. Well, here's an impressive mayor. I mean, if this guy is the mayor of your town, what kind of an insane place must it be? He's a 55-year-old guy named Tim Currier and he is the mayor of a 12,000-person town called Manassa in upstate New York. And he was the police chief there for two decades before he was elected mayor about six years ago. And this guy, he goes hard. (laughs) The county sheriff from the U.S. Department of Homeland Security has been running an investigation on him for quite a while for selling drugs. And they made their move now to arrest him. So he took off in his car and got into a chase with the police through the town. 
And as he went through an intersection, he threw some of his crack out the window. <laughs> the police eventually got him to stop, and he was arrested on several charges, including possession of a controlled substance and tampering with evidence and failure to comply, of course. And then he announced that he was taking a leave of absence from his job as mayor to, quote, seek professional treatment. I wonder if that professional treatment included rehab. Boy, oh boy. Well, given... I mean, that was a hairy situation for this guy to be in, to start with, as mayor, you know, but this is an even hairier situation, okay? People from the northern Spanish region of Cantabria shared photos of the hair-covered skin of their young children. This is back in the summertime, okay? Officials later admitted about 20 young children were mistakenly given minoxidil. You know what that is, right? That's a medication for hair growth instead of omeprazole, or is it pronounced omeprazole? Omeprazole? I'm, I was never good at being a doctor. But anyway, this omeprazole or omeprazole is used to treat acid reflux. Now, how on earth does anyone confuse that? Let's see. Acid reflux, hair growth. Acid reflux, hair growth. Gee. The mislabeled syrup was delivered to pharmacies in Granada, Cantabria, and Valencia, where pharmacists mixed it into a formula meant to contain the acid reflux, reflux medication. It, it took the authorities two months to figure out the labeling error and shut down the laboratory where the mistake was made, as well as then make a recall of all the medicine. Families filed civil and criminal complaints against the laboratory and several companies for importing and distributing the drug, but it's still not really clear if the condition is even reversible in the kids. Boy, you know, and you think you have a hard enough time keeping your kids from being made fun of at school? Now we got, oh, look here, we got Chewbacca coming into math class. Hey! No. Trust me. Uh, I don't think many of the kids were tickled at their new, um, well, hairdo. Besides that, it's going to cost him even more money now to go out and buy shampoo. Well, speaking of tickling, though, I'm not sure that uh, this is the business that I would open during a pandemic or, you know, <clears throat> any other time either. But hey, I mean, different strokes for different folks, you know. But there's a woman named Kimberly Haley Coleman who lives in Dallas, Texas. And she's opening the doors to her brand new business. And it's called The Tickle Bar. And uh, that name is really accurate. You go, you literally, literally go to the place and you pay somebody to tickle you. Now, I realize you're shaking your head wondering, really? Oh, yes, really. And you're thinking, who on earth would do that? Well, trust me. A lot of folks probably would have to adjust my microphone stand here. I'm waiting to get my new microphone for Christmas. I'm waiting. I'm hoping Santa Claus is going to bring me a nice new podcast microphone. I don't know. We'll see. But anyway, uh, because of the pandemic, the Tickle Bar takes appointments by <laughs> appointment only. Yeah. 
Oh boy. You show up, you get a glass of wine, and then you're escorted into one of the five Moroccan-style tickle tents. <laughs> okay? Now, you can go in as you come in the front door, or you can go in shirtless. That makes it a lot more fun. But from there, then, you pick the tickling style that you want. Okay, now, get your mind out of the gutter. <laughs> okay? <laughs> the, 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 here, here's your options. you got hair play or back tickles or both. And you can pay for a 25-minute session or a 50-minute session. It's 40 bucks for the shorter session, 60 bucks for the longer one. But somehow you're asking, is this legit? Yes, it's legit. And it's not the front for prostitution that it, uh, what, a million percent sounds like? Yeah, well, wish them the best. Yeah, good luck with that. Frankly, if you really wanted to make some serious cash, you can go for like maybe instead of the $60 longer session, go for the $120 session for belly tickles and armpit tickles. <sighs> On second thought, no, seriously, there would be people that would actually pay for that. Uh, 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 can you tickle my belly button? Uh, okay. Uh, mm, I can only imagine the kind of clientele and the requests that this woman's going to be getting. Okay. Well, let me ask you: If you're going to be doing uh, the, if you're going, if you're going to pick the session um, for uh, hair play, okay, I guess that doesn't work if you're bald. No, oh, well. It doesn't work for this guy who's bald because he wasn't looking for a tickle session. He was looking to grow hair. Maybe this bald guy, he needs to go to Spain and uh, pick up some medication for acid reflux because you got to give this guy maybe a little bit of leeway on not understanding just how hair salons work. I mean, it's been a while, but this was back in November where a 46-year-old bald guy named Jeffrey Trent went into a hair salon in Lawrenceburg, Kentucky and asked for a product that could bring his hair back. <laughs> and they told him, no, there's no such thing. Well, that didn't sit well with uh, old Jeffrey. It made him so upset, the police say that he became belligerent and created a disturbance inside the business. He was arrested for disorderly conduct, obviously. And on his arrest warrant, the hair color was listed as, quote, bald <laughs> this guy is not going to want to show his face in Lawrenceburg, Kentucky ever again, I'm telling you. Luckily, there is a little town down the road called Baldwin, Kentucky. I think he'd fit right in. The guy has to accept that, look, once your hair's gone, it's gone for good, okay? It's, the, you know, kind of the same as Joe Biden's cognitive abilities. I don't know. We can sit around and daydream. I, I looked at pictures of me whenever I was in college, a college freshman, college sophomore, and I'm thinking, you know, I had such really good-looking hair back then. What happened? You know? I get to daydreaming a lot when I scroll through all these old photos on my phone or on Facebook, you know? But look, the next time your boss catches you daydreaming at work, hey, tell him that you're not slacking off. You're using your imagination to make billions of dollars for the company. You know, eventually. According to this new study out of Washington University in St. Louis, Missouri, it's actually 
a good thing when people daydream at work. Now, researchers have found that it helps them come up with more creative solutions to whatever they're working on. It also helps them get through the challenging projects they're working on. But unfortunately, work culture hasn't quite caught up with the power of positive daydreaming. Because researchers also found if you get caught doing it too much, well, it can have a negative effect on your performance reviews, <laughs> especially if they're using that new Microsoft software that I talked about in my last episode. You know, that software that, uh, you know, they put in that can tell whether or not you're, uh, you know, daydreaming during those virtual meetings. It's called the Meeting Insight Computing System. They look at your body language. They monitor what all you're doing. Oh, it looks like Roger is daydreaming again. Although at this point, most people are what, daydreaming just about getting back into the office. You know, I don't really believe somebody really did a study about daydreaming, though. I mean, it kind of sounds like they all got caught slacking off in the lab again. I mean, I can't wait to see their next study on how surfing porn sites on the work computer is going to be good for the company's bottom line. I don't know. Just my, just my assumption. Anyway, well, trust me, this was no imagination or daydream. Nobody, nobody could have ever daydreamed this ever happening. Police officers in Richmond, California, recently received the shock of their life. They responded to reports of a suspected burglary. They arrive on the scene to find 12, count them, 12 brawling raccoons. <laughs> City worker mistakenly thought the coon's loud noises were the sounds of someone trying to break into an office. So the police department Facebooked this, quote, Although mentally prepared to take action for an in-progress felony, the crime-fighting duo were surprised to find approximately one dozen raccoons in a physical altercation, and when challenged, all but one fled westbound. Hmm. Apparently, the police academy don't have courses on how to break up a coon fight. <laughs> Sounds to me like these coons might be a big fan of West Side Story. I don't know. I mean, half the coons wore those little jackets that said jets, and the other half wore little jackets that said sharks. I'm not sure how that works, anyway. Well, <clears throat> if you've never uh, bought workout equipment from Sears, which would be me, I've never bought workout equipment at all. Well, you might deeply regret doing this now because you might have missed out on some real gold. Yeah, recently somebody found out if you went to the Sears website and searched for the phrase medicine ball on Sears.com, well, the first item that would be listed would be, <clears throat> well, um, a device that you can use to stretch out a very uh, different type of balls. Okay? And there was an explicit photo to go with the product. Yeah, it was being sold by a third-party company in the Sears marketplace who clearly slipped past their sensors and quality control. Uh, yeah, but once the listing started going viral, obviously Sears pulled it down. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> but you can possibly, 
maybe settle for second place and pick up some lovely Christmas cookies from Target. Mm. Nothing says Merry Christmas like those delicious chocolate-covered cookies with a picture of Santa Claus. Chocolate-covered junk. What? No, 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 really, seriously. Target is selling these three packs <laughs> of dipped Oreos for four bucks for Christmas. And people have noticed, and I don't know how they would, I think people have a dirty mind, but people have noticed one of the cookies in the Santa pack is supposed to be Santa Claus's boots. <laughs> but it totally doesn't look like it. It looks more like mm, male genitalia. Yeah. Target says, We have not received any feedback directly on this item. The design is intended to represent Santa's boots. Okay. <laughs> That's your story and you're sticking with it. Yes. <laughs> looking for some of the randomest nostalgia possible in an ugly Christmas sweater? Here you go. And it's coming from the great folks at Microsoft. That's right. Microsoft is selling some new ugly Christmas sweaters. And I think they're pretty ugly. Yep. They feature the Windows 95 logo and graphics. Oh, and they also have the Windows XP logo and graphics. And they have an homage to MS Paint. Remember that one? Yeah, the last one, well, kind of makes sense because, well, MS Paint is the home of hideous artwork. Of course, if you're interested, you can pre-order these for 70 bucks. Yeah, but uh, keep in mind, though, those geniuses at Microsoft, they're not shipping them out, though, until late January. Everybody has a little stupidity in their world, and frankly, I would love to hear about it. Now, if you got a great story from your stupid world, or if you want to respond to one of my stupid stories, let me hear from you. Contact me at shoutout at insaneericlane.com. Or if you have a question, maybe a comment about something that I've said or that you've heard. Or if you want to tell of some of your own firsthand experiences of stupidity that you've encountered, I'd love to hear from you, too. You can record a message for me at podcast.insaneericlane.com. I might even actually use your feedback on an upcoming episode. Of course, if you haven't done so already, and frankly, I fail to see why you haven't, you should follow me on social media on Facebook, or on Twitter, just by searching out the handle at Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. Now, keeping in line with how the rest of this whole year has been going, some of the stuff you just can't make up, folks, right here in Pennsylvania, little town of Marietta, feels, I guess, a lot like a horror movie right now. The area is facing a massive invasion of... Black vultures. Yeah. The birds can have wingspans up to five feet, and they're tearing up rooftops and garbage cans 
as well as leaving their <clears throat> droppings everywhere. The birds which are federally protected have been a growing problem in northeastern Pennsylvania for at least a decade, but residents say this year, 2020, the worst yet. Surprise, surprise. In the past, the birds were migratory, but now they're actually staying for longer periods of time. Making things worse is the fact that the birds regurgitate a noxious, corrosive uh, <clears throat> vulture vomit as a defense mechanism that has a highly unpleasant smell. And they've also been known to um, accidentally drop their prey from 300 feet in the air. And municipalities can apply for federal permits to kill these black vultures, and residents are hopeful that the killing a few of them off will scare the rest of them away. <laughs> wow. I, I wonder if maybe they have anything to do with the fact that, you know, we're maybe, I don't know, it's just a weird year. I don't know. But uh, they do have, the good news is that in 2021, I'm, I'm pretty sure we're going to start seeing a widely distributed vaccine. How that's going to happen for coronavirus, I don't know. Okay, a lot of people are saying that, you know, well, you can't come to work unless you get vaccinated. You can't fly a plane unless you get vaccinated. They're going to start tying a lot of these things to whether or not you get your shots or not. And a lot of these anti-vax people are going to be losing their ever-loving minds. But what if you say, hey, uh, if you get a vaccine, we'll give you a $1,500 stimulus check. Because, you know, a lot of us Americans are waiting for that second round to help us cope with the financial fallout, right? But the government is preparing to make this distribution to end the public health crisis. But there's this proposal that's a serious proposal that'll supposedly help both efforts of giving folks their stimulus checks, but in exchange for getting immunized. The idea comes from the entrepreneur John Delaney. He's a former Democratic congressman from Maryland who, by the way, also ran for president in 2020. So my plan is, is in many ways based on the premise that free is too expensive and that we need more of an incentive to get ourselves to that 70 or 75% number as soon as possible. Mm -hmm. So what I propose is that we actually just pay people to have the vaccine, pay them $1,500. It's kind of a vaccine stimulus instead of a direct cash payment, which I think we're gonna do anyhow. Mm -hmm. We should tie it to getting the vaccine. That will cause us to get to that 75% much faster, maybe three, four months faster, which will save a lot of lives and allow us to get back to normal. You know, for some reason, I don't see anything close to that happening. <laughs> Would you be willing to get a vaccine if you were compensated? Or do you think that this is a good idea or just is it just a little sketchy? I don't know. Um, I don't, I, I've never participated in a pharmaceutical study, uh, but it seems a little sketchy to say, hey, we're going to give you some money to help you cope through all this economic crisis, but you have to comply. Ooh. Well, I'd like to get your feedback on this, if you have any. But please, feel free to. I, I mean, you can comment with an audio message for me at uh, podcast.insaneericlane.com. And I might even use it in an upcoming episode. Or, if you want to make a written comment, tweet your comment to me, at Lane on Twitter, and use the hashtag COVIDCash. Yeah, you know, getting um, 
you know, a, a stimulus check in exchange for, you know, compliance to get vaccinated with something that you're not completely trustworthy about. I, I don't know. That just seems a little taboo for some people. But, you know, I know there are just some taboos that probably should never, ever be crossed. Well, a woman, she was left shocked when she received a rather unexpected message from her grandma recently, Margarita Green. Uh, she opened her phone one day to discover her older relative had um, accidentally sent her a rather uh, X-rated image of herself. She filmed her reaction after seeing the nude photo with her eyes closed, shaking her head, holding her hand over her mouth, it's a hilarious clip. They later uploaded it to TikTok, where she added a piece of audio created by another user, which was meant to sound like a voicemail from a grandma, trying to explain the mistake and claiming the photo was intended for some guy named Brian. Raven, this is your grandmother. I apologize so much. I sent you pictures. I pushed your name by mistake. I meant to send it to my friend. Please delete that picture from your group. Please, Grandma, baby. Grandma, when I looked up at my thing and I seen that, I felt so bad. I was sending it to Brian. I think Margarita's exact words were, My eyes! My eyes! <laughs> Doctors say Margarita should be able to speak sometime again by late spring. <laughs> oh my gosh. Reminds me of just some of the stunts that my my own grandmother pulled. She I don't know. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a little afraid what would happen if my grandma Ruby had TikTok or if my grandma Ruby had a smartphone with access to do things. I honestly am. I mean, I I don't know what my grandma Ruby would do if she had the same, I don't know, technical advances as we do today. Because I just remember her and my sister one time uh, taking a road trip, and as my sister is driving her to, the, to go shopping or go somewhere, I don't know, my grandmother is sitting in the front seat waving at all the men she saw coming at her with an, uh, from the car, uh, you know, on the oncoming traffic. I mean, my, my sister is driving down the road, and Grandma Ruby sees the car. She says, Oh, look, there's a man. Wave at him. <laughs> My boy. Anyway, well, one thing I will say that Grandma Ruby was a fun mother-in-law for my mom. However, <laughs> not like this one. There's uh, this new mom who says that the baby name she chose for her daughter has been branded hurtful and offensive by her mother-in-law, who is now refusing to have anything to do with the family. The 28-year-old says she gave birth to her first child back in September and things were going well with the little girl, except for a conflict with her husband's mother, which is really draining the joy away from this special bonding time with my child, she says. Well, when she, she and her partner announced the daughter's name during the pregnancy, her mother-in-law told them she felt betrayed by the middle name they picked. <laughs> The mother explained she gave her child the middle name Anne in tribute to her own grandmother, but when her mother-in-law found out about the decision, she immediately got upset, not because she wanted the child to be named after her instead. No, her mom-in-law said that Anne had been the name of someone in her past 
who she felt deeply hurt and betrayed by, warning the parents that she would be upset if they went through with the plan to include it in their daughter's name. The new mother says, at the time, I was uh, very pregnant and uh, pissed off. He's pissed off and sassy, she says. Exact quote. I told her pretty much her, that she'd have to get over it and be excited for the new context to be added to the name, and that was that. Until my daughter was born, she says. Now, she will not talk to us. She's blocked my number. When I tried to text her baby pictures, they're never delivered. Okay, let me just get this straight. Her mother-in-law wants nothing to do with her, right? And that's a problem? I don't know. So now her mother-in-law wants nothing to do with her, and I, what, she's now the envy of millions of young newlyweds? Anyway. <laughs> well, um, I uh, got my package from Kraft. I talked about a few episodes ago where I put in a contest to win one of 1,000 boxes of Kraft um, pumpkin spice mac and cheese. And it is my goal to take this delectable box of noodles and saucy cheese stuff with me whenever I um, hang out with my insane Florida nephew. And we're going to cook this batch up and we're going to taste test it on the podcast. Okay? Um, and, it, and and the neat thing is the, 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 the box that I, I was expecting just to get a box of pumpkin spice mac and cheese. But no. No, no, no. I got the box. I got the little pouch of pumpkin spice to be added to the mac and cheese mix. I got a neat little combo spork. It's like a fork on one end and a spoon on the other. And I also got a little noodle sticker I can put somewhere. And then I got the coolest ceramic mug with a little rubberized cap that goes on top so you can drink your pumpkin spice latte in it, you know, or put the pumpkin spice mac and cheese in the little ceramic cup, you know. It's pretty cool. Well, not near as cool as what this guy did. I mean, just when you think that every food in the world has gotten some pumpkin spice treatment, somebody goes and does this. Possibly kills the trend for good. There's a guy named Jim Bayheimer. He runs a website called Sam Sandwich Tribunal. He just made himself a pumpkin spice bologna sandwich. <laughs> yeah, he literally made his own bologna out of pork butt and belly and seasonings and then mixes pumpkin spices into it and put it in a sandwich. He uses buttered white bread and fries the bologna. And his verdict? It was delicious. He says it works way better than you think it should. No thanks. I'll just leave my bologna, my Amish beef bologna, the way that I always like it. Thank you very much. But while you may not want to try pumpkin spice bologna sandwiches, maybe you want to spice up that Christmas tree a little bit. We just got us a new Christmas tree, and our new little kitten just loves it. Maybe we should get a Christmas tree like this because it might prove to be more of a deterrent. We're spraying our Christmas tree down with cat repellent. But Home Depot is selling an over-the-top faux Christmas tree this year that actually releases fake snow into the air. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sure cats will love that. The Fraser Hill Farm snowing tree comes in black. Yeah, six and a quarter 
feet tall, or classic green, five and a half feet tall. And both have artificial snow that's blown through the center of the tree where it falls over the branches and then is collected at an umbrella base of the tree to be sucked up and used again. Now, the description of the tree reads, quote, Not only does this tree come pre-strung with warm LED lights, a phenyl tree topper, and a light assortment of tree ornaments, uh, saving plenty of room for your own, but it also produces a flurry of self-containing faux snow that trickles down each branch and creates a natural snowy scene. Yeah, the tree also has a built-in speaker at the base that can play 25 popular Christmas songs for the holidays. Now, you can buy a smart Christmas tree that literally mimics your family if you're unable to be with them this year. If you're unable to gather with family this year, get the smart tree that mimics your missing family members with realistic voices like Drunk Uncle. You bought a car built in South Korea? What are you, a communist? Your loving aunt. So, when are you getting married? What would Christmas be without your parents? Honey, it looks like you've put on more than a few pounds in this pandemic. Your uncle tells me you didn't buy an American-made car? And don't forget your deadbeat cousin. Hey, you think I could borrow a little bit of money? It's the smart whole gang Christmas tree. This holiday, don't let the pandemic make you feel alone. Let it make you want to be alone. Ever won something that you really thought you would never get and then have it immediately taken away from you? Well, I guess you can sympathize with this guy. I mean, if you've ever heard of the Village's Retirement Community in Florida, if you've never heard of them, I don't need to explain anything about it to you beyond this story. Because, well, this sums up the entire place perfectly, okay? A couple there in the Village's were surprised when a company called Fuzzy Vodka rolled up to their driveway party in a tricked-out golf cart. Rick Skutak and his 59-year-old wife, Danette, won the golf cart over 11,000 other people in the contest. And they were thrilled, and their neighbors clapped and cheered of everything. Oh, my goodness, yes. But then, just a few hours later, Danette was arrested after she flipped the golf cart while she was driving it around. One of the people in the cart with her was taken to the hospital in an ambulance. Then it was uh, charged, by the way, with DUI. Yeah, we had over 11,000 folks enter the contest. We were lucky enough to win. So oh, congratulations, cool. man. So we'll sit in there, Rick. Let's get a video. Get in there, honey. Are you going to... Well, you got tunes in here. Ah, I got the music going for you. Hey, this is a great day. Well, I guess it was a great day. (laughs) Wasn't a very good day for a guy named Mike either. And I'll say this about this guy. At least he truly knows who he is and what he wants. He's a 51-year-old guy named Michael Flipowski from Clearwater, Florida. And his nickname, Bud Light Mike. Now, you wonder, how did he get that nickname? Well, he loves Bud Light. Even if he doesn't always love it legally. He's been arrested twice for carrying and open containers of Bud Light. But he's also been arrested uh, twice for stealing cases of Bud Light from stores. And 
He was once arrested for skipping out on a bar tab where, yes, he was there drinking Bud Light. And he was true to form recently whenever he was caught stealing a 24-pack of Bud Light from a grocery store. <laughs> the cops found him nearby with 21 of those 24 cans and arrested him. I don't think he's going to get any endorsements from the company, though. Well, I, I, I've tried all kinds of beer, even the near beer. I'm just never, never have gotten a taste for it. One thing I have yet to try, and I'm not sure I want to, sushi. Sushi is just one of those foods that you really don't want to mess around with when it comes to freshness, okay? I mean, as tempting as it is for those who like it, I don't recommend picking up your sushi where you're grabbing eight gallons of gas and a pack of Marlboro Reds. There's a medical professor from the University of Illinois who just shared the case of a 34-year-old woman who ate five-day-old gas station sushi and then began suffering <clears throat> hallucinations and insomnia and incontinence. She had all sorts of tests as doctors were trying to figure out what in the world was wrong with her. And whenever she finally was rushed to the hospital for seizures, doctors figured out she had this huge tapeworm living inside of her. I gave her a pill to kill it, and she made a full recovery. Uh, yeah, I know what you're thinking. Why did she eat gas station sushi in the first place? She was hungry, and all the restaurants were closed, and all she had in her fridge was the sushi she'd bought five days earlier. Meet me in the shade of the sunshine tree, pretty little Florida sunshine tree, in the shade of the sunshine tree. Well, have you uh, got a, 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 a monolith anywhere there over the Pancho Guero? Uh, well, well I, I don't have a monolith in my pocket, uh, <laughs> if you're asking. Oh, my uh, goodness. Are you just happy to see me? Is there a monolith in your pocket? Are you just happy to see me? It's a monolith in your pocket. <laughs> That's it. So you were a little under the weather the last week. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm back. I'm fresh. That. It was, it was one of those two, three-day colds. It uh, was perfectly timed right on down the family from Mrs. Poncho to baby Poncho and then to to me. Uh, luckily, though, that overlap was perfect where only one person was really sick at a time, which made things a little easier. Yep. Welcome to parenthood. Oh, yeah. But yep. happy today that, that Disney stock is at an all-time high stock price. I am banging myself against the wall thinking why didn't i put everything into disney about nine months ago i thought you worked in finance uh, they, they tell you to diversify and hedge and uh, i'm uh, i'm thinking you know what yeah i'm still up at disney oh i'd be i'd be a happy guy oh yes absolutely absolutely well, I'm going to start off with uh, some things that um, situations where women have to put on makeup. Although, you know, men now, they're making makeup for men now. You know that. I, you know, I, I have, I think, from your, sh your show, actually. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're actually. But, uh, but the, the odds are, though, probably neither men nor women have been 
doing a lot of makeup this year, you know, uh, mainly if you probably haven't worn makeup, uh, it's probably because everything went south in March with this whole pandemic thing. Of course, you know, some people haven't even been wearing pants for that matter, you know, but a lot of people have been wearing makeup at least once in a while. And there was a survey that asked women when they've put on makeup since the whole quarantine thing started. So here's what the results were. So we have first, they've done in-person social distance and hanging out with friends. 41% did that. 37% uh, did it when they went eating at restaurants outside. Um, and then others were going to the store to run errands. 36%. Yep, absolutely would put makeup on just to go out to run errands. It kind of reminds me of the story. Of, well, you're right. But it kind of reminds me of the story of Dolly Parton. She doesn't, you'll never see Dolly Parton wearing a ball cap without makeup. She's always going to put it on, no matter what. Uh, number four, though, is going on a date, obviously, 35%. Um, having a drink at a bar outdoors, 29% did that. Um, here's one. Video calls with the family. A quarter of the women did that, and also a quarter of 20% video calls with friends. And then the virtual happy hours with the office, 19%, video meetings at work, 15%, and virtual bar crawls with friends, 13%. So apparently, this is a vital necessity. Do you, does Mrs. Pancho, does she have that much of a, you know, compelling desire to put makeup on when she does things like that? Oh, no, she, she does. She, she does every day, pretty much, because uh, it makes her feel together. <laughs> and then she, she feels like a bum if she doesn't do it. And, and so she just feels cleaner. Well, and, you know, well the, yeah. the next time that she's doing this, you should you, you should point this out to her and see what her reaction is, because the technical name to apply makeup. OK, Miriam mm -hmm. Webster defines that verb as to paint the face with cosmetics that word is fard f-a-r-d look it up okay so you could probably say that this story would be the 10 most common situations where women have been farting this year <laughs> like i've seen women farting in their cars too at the stoplight yeah so you know you see mrs poncho say uh gee mrs poncho are you farting again she farts all the time then <laughs> I, I just want to know how many how many women put makeup on just for every other thursday night oh i don't know you know you know um my wife doesn't she she uses very little makeup she really doesn't like it she just thinks she says she's not the girly girl uh mrs poncho doesn't doesn't do much but she likes to to do at least a little bit there yeah. Well, let me ask you this. I mean, we were talking earlier in the week about space aliens. Do you think space aliens use makeup? <laughs> I I don't even know if they uh, – I, I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that, that's if you even believe there's space aliens out there in the first place. I mean, you, you know, I guess – Do they need to put some eyeliner on? I, I think it's already grabbed your attention more than anything else. Yeah, that's true. Well, you heard that the Jerusalem Post put out a story about the fact that they can confirm that there we are in negotiations with space aliens. Okay, I, and and so I think we read that just a few hours apart, <laughs> and 
Yeah. The former uh, Israeli head of, of defense <laughs> confirming that they and the U.S. and the president have been working with space aliens, but they can't go out with it because it would cause too much of a panic. And so they well, we're not ready for the truth. That's the problem. <laughs> right. Yeah. But and, and, and so obviously you, we would expect U.S. presidents would have an idea about this. We are observing your Earth and we'd like to make a contact with you. Calling occupants of interplanetary craft. Calling occupants of interplanetary most extraordinary craft. Calling occupants of interplanetary craft. This is roughly like a, about an 11 minute conversation here um, that was going on with uh, former President um, Obama here. Uh, now, there's 11 minutes of tough talk talking about his uh, highly controversial use of drone warfare. I, I think he's done more drone, drone warfare than, well, de- definitely any, any president we've had in the past. Um, and so Stephen Colbert on The Late Show, he, he takes this um, lighthearted break and uh, to ask about the existence of aliens. He says, UFOs, any UFOs? Did you ask about that? Uh, now, he inquires here with, with the former POTUS that, that uh, it was sometimes, uh, well, Obama said that it was sometimes hard to acquire sensitive information from government agencies. Um, Mm -hmm. now, although the former commander in chief said that certain, uh, that he certainly broached the topic, he stayed, uh, interestingly tight lipped when pressed, uh, (laughs) I'll tell you, sorry, he responded. Uh, so (laughs) however, Colbert took this response as an affirmative, right? Uh, okay. All Mm -hmm. right. I'll take that as a yes, because there was, there were no, uh, there was none. Uh, you, you, if there were none, you'd say that there were none. Um, you just mm-hmm. played your hand, he said. I thought you were a poker player. You just 100% showed your river card, he uh, says to a <laughs> chuckling Obama. Trying to coax him out. Oh, yeah, you know it. I, um, I'm i not sure that's the first thing that most people want to uh, ask whenever they, they finally take that seat. Now, with Trump on his way out, it's pretty clear that Stephen Colbert is already running out of stuff to talk about. Uh, right. Of course, there are aliens. How else can you explain the Kardashians? <laughs> True. Uh, you can't get lips that big naturally. Uh, <laughs> or no, that's, that'd be the gender. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm mixing it up. I'm not good with, uh, with my, I guess, what my reality TV. Well, I've not seen an episode of the Kardashians, but I can tell you from what I have seen, they're pretty spacey to start with. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, it's going to start talking about uh, like like an episode of Third Rock uh, from the sun here soon. I love that show. Well, uh, if space aliens do exist, and I, I guess it's a good, um, you know, all, all those models we're talking about as well, but I, I can bet they're not cutting their hair with a vacuum cleaner. Can you imagine if they saw us cutting our hair with a Floby and they'd get back on the ship and fly home? <laughs> I, I, you know, I couldn't imagine what my, my, well, actually, I don't think Mrs. Poncho would really care all that much. 
Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, I remember when Flobies yeah. first come out, you know. But now we've, you know, we've had the toilet paper, we had the hand sanitizer, we've had the bleach. Now there's a big run on Flobies. And if you've not seen a Floby, I don't. I mean, that, that was big back in the '90s, I guess. These self-haircutting systems that they look like a vacuum cleaner, but it's—they're not doing it because of the pandemic. They saw George Clooney uh, using it. He revealed here a while back that he's been using a Floby to cut his own hair beyond the pandemic, just like for the last several years. Uh, which I talked about it last week. But um, and the vice president of Floby says that the sales have literally gone tenfold Ooh. over the past week. And they're completely sold out. I mean, who would have predicted that in 2020, that would be the year that the Floby was harder to get than Coachella tickets? Oh, man. It's, it's crazy. You know, I, I, you know, company says... I, I take back what? my the, the masculinity. I think that, that nothing could be more masculine than cutting your hair with a Floby vacuum cleaner. <laughs> Not because of, of Clooney, but because only a guy would use a device like that. <laughs> Just, I can see him connecting it to the shop vac. That's exactly what I'm thinking. The company says that due to the surprise Clooney effect, it's going to be two to four weeks before they can get the supply back up to meet the demand. The company has not worked with Clooney before, didn't even know he was a customer, but they're thrilled, obviously, and they're going to send him a thank you package. I can see him now hawking it now on pay-per-view TV or one of those infomercials or something, you know? <laughs> right. I, I, I mean, couldn't even imagine for, for real. Oh, my gosh. I mean, so and, and I guess he, he displayed it. He, he gave it a little uh, example on, on Jimmy Kimmel. I guess that was even crazier. But you figure with Clooney having that much influence on Floby sales, uh, or maybe we're just being subjected to these alien messages from all the monoliths that are popping up all over the world. You know, maybe that that they're, they're thinking, well, no, no, Clooney is the is what the aliens are using to get us to get these Flobies or or something. I don't uh, know. Well, we all know that Clooney has been replaced by by uh, reptilians uh, at this point, anyway. Oh yeah. So that that uh, <laughs> actually, this stuff will probably tie into some later segments we've got ahead. But uh, no, we've got more monoliths. That's uh, the the gift that keeps on giving this year. Um, now, from from when this was written here, we there were, there were two more monoliths. But just this morning, I, I was hearing about another monolith found uh, either yesterday or today in Spain. Uh, and so I guess, I guess oh, it's probably three, I'm sure four more at this point. They, they seem to be the trendiest thing here this past month, at least of 2020. And uh, well, they've been spotted in Utah, Romania, and there's uh, Atascadero, California. Uh, now we've also got one spotted in a Dutch nature preserve. Another was found outside Joshua Tree <laughs> National Park. Um, I was, which I was actually, I was in Joshua Tree. I wonder, I wonder if it was where I was a year ago. We've got That's another true. one spotted in Pittsburgh, uh, though this one's no mystery. The owners of a of a Grandpa Joe's candy shop admit that they put it there themselves. Fourth oh, yeah. one was spotted on Compton Beach on the Isle of Wight in England, where the locals believe it's a practical joke. Now, I've heard of some in mm -hmm. the Netherlands. Uh, I've heard of some that, well, that one today in Spain, and uh, I think even one in South America. From earlier this week. Wow. Uh, yeah, we got these, these, uh, there's more monoliths now than there are cousins that you probably have in Arkansas. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, yeah, I believe it. <laughs> no, no, there is this artist community here. They're known as the most famous artist. Has, uh, well, they've kind of taken credit for at least some of the monoliths. Um, now, they won't say much due to the first monolith in Utah being installed illegally. The group also notes it's selling monoliths for $45,000 a pop. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to, mm. I think, uh, start getting in the monolith business myself for that. Um, Put that on your Christmas card, Christmas I'm, list. I'm going to put that on my resume. Uh, <laughs> now, yeah. the business owner in Pittsburgh who installed his uh, own monolith outside said the store brought in, or that uh, it brought into his store a ton of business, but then someone stole it. <laughs> Everybody's going to be so disappointed when they realize this is an ad campaign for Pepsi. You know what I'm <laughs> right. saying? I keep, you know, so I, I've been hearing other other talk, I guess, from a conspiracy theorist thinking that all these other monoliths that are popping up are really just to distract us from the original Utah one. The original Utah one seemed to be more legit and real and had been out there possibly for years. In uh, in that, yeah, that might actually be real. And all these other monoliths are done to kind of divert our attention away from. And, and kind of discredit the existence of the real Utah monolith that has since gone missing. Uh, that, that seems a bit far-fetched. Uh, but, you know, the, the most famous artist self as well did seem a little bit, I guess, um, loose with their uh, claims of it being them. I'm, I'm sure that there's a lot of people who would like to take credit for that right now as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, absolutely. I mean, but it's definitely been captivating, if anything else, you know. I mean, it, it's it's literally starting to look like we're living in like a real-life sci-fi movie. <laughs> I mean, especially when you hear about this guy that I want you to talk about. He has his own bona fide Jedi lightsaber. Yeah. And I, I, I want to hear your opinion about this because I'm sure you want Santa Claus <laughs> to bring you one of these. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I mean, Star Wars is the gift that keeps on giving anyway. I'll... Point back to, uh, I think it was the, the news of, I think, this morning, um, several different Star Wars shows that, that Disney Plus is going to be working on over the next years, including one that follows Ahsoka Tano. I, I can't help but just imagine that that may have something to do with this surge in stock today. Uh, but this is not, um, not from Disney. This is a Canadian YouTuber who's actually earned a Guinness world record by taking his engineering skills to a galaxy far, far away um, <laughs> and building the world's first retractable proto lightsaber. Now this guy's name is James Hobson and said that he and his team at Hacksmith Industries were obviously inspired by the Star Wars films to create their own version of a retractable plasma lightsaber. The lightsaber was uh, uh, well has a hilt designed to resemble those used by the Jedi Knights, but it uh, is attached to tanks of liquid propane gas and oxygen to be able to create the the high level of heat required to make the plasma beam. That see, that was what I was wondering. I was thinking you, wow. you can't make plasma very easily. How how can you do that? Now, this blade is yeah. extended and retracted with the push of a button, just, just like you'd think with a lightsaber there. Um, and get this, ladies. James Hobson is single. Uh, after, uh, that, after building a lightsaber, 
James said that he and his team may attempt to build uh, a woman. And I'm wondering if it's also a, a real life woman. I'm wondering if it's also a Star Wars inspired woman. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh my! Well, I mean, I I, I can't see this uh, being sold on a mass uh, basis because you know somebody is going to lose an ear. I, I think a lot more than that. <laughs> I, I think. Ooh, it's probably a good thing I don't have that. There, it would definitely be some damage done to the yard of the house on accident. I mean, like with propane that gas and oxygen together. Cool, I mean, really? <laughs> that is very hot. Um, <laughs> yeah, I like it. I, I, I would love this. This is, I think, great. Um, I want to see, I would like to see it being tested, cutting through things. Mm-hmm. Just just to see. Yeah, I'd love to be in quality control for that <laughs> right. one. It's all fun and games until someone loses an arm. Uh, but this would still be right. at the top of my 2020 Christmas list. If Santa brought uh, brought this oh, yeah. on Christmas Day, it would make for a very uh, or well, actually, this would make yes, up for a crappy year. And Yours, I think, does a little bit talks a little bit more about the crappy year. Well, right. I mean, the thing is, yeah, if if you could get like a real live lightsaber like that, you know, and 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 have something to, it it would distract you from just the stuff that we've been having to go through already. Oh yeah, but. Well, no, that might make good use for the upcoming alien um, war, too. Well, that's true. You know, we if we ever did get into this uh, this war with the aliens, you just never know. But um, no, no. Talking about, yeah, the the crappy year. I mean, we've got uh, all of the covid Christmas songs that are out there, you know. And so I thought we'd put together a kind of a comparable list of our covid Christmas songs and kind of see what they are. Now, you know, you've got your list and I've got my list that you've not seen. That's true. Okay, so I'm going to let you you start off and you can tell me uh, a a crappy Christmas song for 2020 for like a COVID Christmas song. And then I'll tell you mine. And then you compare notes. Perfect. I I do have a couple that uh, I I, you may not have seen as well. Uh, It comes from the mind of Poncho. Oh, okay. But (laughs) (laughs) now this is a first one here. Feliz Navidad. Now get back in your cages and stop crying for your parents. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, right, right. Um, well, one for me, um, it's beginning to look a lot like the cancel Christmas. Yeah. I, I, we're, we're singing that. We're singing that in Pennsylvania right now because our idiot governor decided to clamp everything the, down. The serial killer tomorrow. governor. So now you're, yeah, yeah. So now your cousin can't go to work Ooh, at Caucasian really? Barrel now. That, come down to Florida where we allow you to be free. Now, you see, I, I was thinking <laughs> it's beginning Florida. to look a lot like sickness. COVID everywhere. <laughs> but uh, I like now, it. I here's like the next it. one here. Oh, little town of Baltimore. Ah, yes. I like that. I like that. Well, this is one of my favorites. Um, all I want for Christmas is my <laughs> first pube. Um, my oh. first pube. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't even rhyme. It's just jarring. Um, I know. It is. The uh, oh, okay, well, here, Here's one here. Do you smell what I did? <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's for people that are farting in their car. Oh, the <laughs> right. kind of parting, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Or how about uh, God rest ye hairy gentlemen? <laughs> oh, yeah. There are, I mean, a lot of people are, yeah. are sporting the beard. I don't think that uh, works. This year, so. Yeah, that's it. 
Well, we've Movember. got uh, I'll Be Home for Super Spreader Christmas. Oh, yeah. That's a good COVID <laughs> Christmas carol right there, you know. Or uh, or, or mine is uh, We Wish You a Merry va- Vaccination. We <laughs> Wish You a Merry Vaccination. Oh, gosh. Hey, well, hopefully not be mandatory <laughs> vaccination. Um, I, I, I don't yeah. see that going over well for yeah. a significant portion of the population. Well, here's one here. It's uh, wear a mask, wear a mask, wear a mask. <laughs> wear a mask, wear a mask, wear a mask. Well, how about this? This one, I think, can be tied to even the, the current uh, political climate. Uh, You're a mean one. Mr. <laughs> I'm Trump. sure that people have been singing that song for years. <laughs> uh, well, you've got COVID <laughs> disinfecting around the Christmas tree. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think this is just getting out uh, of here. A little hand. bit, a little bit. I, I, I was, um, well, you know, like, next thing you know, we're going to be kissing under the monolith instead of the mistletoe as well. I like that one too. I saw mommy kissing <laughs> yeah, under the monolith. That's uh, or or uh, if you're if you're looking back to previous uh, early 2020 things. Uh, it was, I saw daddy kissing, uh, not kissing mommy on the news channel this morning. Oh, <laughs> really? Have you seen the uh, videos of, <laughs> of more than one news anchor being caught cheating, having to broadcast from home uh, with. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that, that can be a bit awkward. That's for sure. You know, well, uh, I, I think maybe we should. Uh, Maybe uh, find something else to do rather than going out doing uh, COVID Christmas carols to people's houses. You know, we could do these and socially distance, you know, and stand out in the front yard and sing COVID Christmas carols. I'm sure that, um, well, you you might get arrested for it where you are. I I might get shot where I'm at. This is true. Well, we we do have a couple of Ask Poncho questions here, and and I have one which, frankly, this sounds like this may have come from my son than anything else because he enjoys this sort of thing. But this is from this is from Carla, so she's asking Poncho some advice here. She says, not so surprisingly, my three year old son has now discovered the hilarity of farts. Ha ha ha! <laughs> so this is in part if not wholly, my husband's doing. But even I can't help but chuckle when our adorable son giggles and makes jokes about his farts or blames it on the dog. Now, of course, I have an 18-year-old son that still does the same thing. Anyway, and but she goes on to say, I feel like people, especially men, never grow out of finding the fart funny. So should I just let this slide or should I try to nip this in the butt? Ha, 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 pun intended. <laughs> Now, you've got a son coming up, and I'm sure this is probably going to be <laughs> well, something you're going well, to tackle. The fact that you're making jokes about it already tells me where your heart is, Parla. Um, also, this is the first time. I don't think I could really give advice because I'm, I'm in the same boat that you are. Uh, I'm, I'm exactly that guy that finds farts funny still. Just earlier today, a, a friend of, of mine at work, I, I work in um, – in uh investments uh, and uh we were talking about like if it were our job to create stock ticker num- um I-, I guess with symbols and most of them are three or four letters long and naturally uh, i was telling uh this, this friend of mine that uh, first one i'd probably make is fart and uh after that poop poo poo 
uh, like PUPU, and, and I just caca right down the line uh, to my middle school self. So he's going to find <laughs> farts funny no matter what. Course, Although, I, I do mean, understand damage control where you, you don't want to, you know, grow up and, and you know, be rude and disrespectful. But you can teach manners and, and that there's a right time and place to laugh about stuff. Kids don't know where those lines are, and they're not going to until they get older. So have fun with it, I think. I think it's hilarious. I think Rudy Giuliani <laughs> right. had a lot of fun with I, it No, anyway. Mrs. Poncho is always laughing at my immature jokes still. So she might be uh, – I think that she'll be laughing at, at any fart things from our son as well. True story about, about Grandma Ruby, okay? She would sit at the table and – with your mother sitting on one side, my sister, and I'm on the other side, and Grandma would crack a fart and slap <laughs> your mother and say, "Stop!" My memories of, are of her uh, just taking her teeth out at the dinner table and uh, <laughs> playing with them in front of us, <laughs> and we, we would die laughing. <laughs> yeah, but you've never heard anything oh, until you heard Grandma. I, I fart. can't imagine what the smell of a Grandma fart would be like as well. <laughs> Yeah, which goes back to <laughs> your right. uh, your Christmas carol. Do you smell what I did? <laughs> well, I've got an ask poncho as well here. Um, no, this is what this ties in a little bit to some of our, our earlier themes. It says uh, sometimes when people complain about their family's political arguments at holiday parties, I get jealous because my family is hardcore into alien conspiracies. Hmm. It was fun as a kid. But now they are all starting to seem a little crazy to me. Even I believe in aliens, but not to the extent of their conspiracies. It makes me even question bringing a future girlfriend home because I think she will think my whole family is insane. How do you prep someone into meeting your family who will primarily talk about UFOs? Well, Sean, uh, first of all, this ties back into George Clooney being a, a reptilian. And uh, and I think that you need to open your eyes, son. <laughs> and uh, no, I, I'm, I'm totally kidding. I, I th at this point, if you just mm. wait to introduce the girl to your family for another year, then you might not even have to convince her because at this rate, aliens might be coming down sure. by the new year anyway uh, with these monoliths and these these uh, Obama and, and Israel defense interviews coming out. But I, I, it's hilarious. Right. I would, I would find that absolutely hysterical, and I would love it. Even though I don't believe in aliens, I can always get down with it. With a crazy, any conspiracy, crazy uh, aliens <laughs> to be to begin with, for sure. I've, I've got a, a friend that likes to. Uh, well, he he definitely buys into some of these crazy. Was it David Ike kind of conspiracy theories with aliens, and. Uh, yeah, he, uh, he's, he's a yeah. David Icke fan for sure. So he keeps me up to date with uh, with some of them, and I uh, I'm the I'm the skeptic. I'm I'm the Scully of, of his and my friendship. Well, I my uh, father-in-law before he passed away, he was big into conspiracy theories. I mean, he was thinking the shadow government was doing this and that. So yeah, we've had <laughs> well, a little this of that week, in our family. The shadow government doing that seems to be more the Chinese government uh, with a, with a few players behind the scenes yeah. here. Yeah, was it the the bang bang fang fang I was, I was hearing about? Yep. Yep.
and we're ready for some insane games. You've been practicing. Oh, right. You've, you've had a week off, so you should be able to be practiced up here. Oh, for sure. I, the, the sick brain is gone. <laughs> yeah, well, and, and you also knocked your noggin on here a while back, so hopefully that maybe helped out a little bit. <laughs> Uh, Scar's mostly gone at this point. That's good. That's good. All right. Well, we're going to start off this time with strip club or daycare. All right. So I'll give you the name of a business. You just tell me, does it sound like a strip club or a daycare? So the first one, All Stars in Des Moines, Iowa. Uh, you know, I bet this is a, I bet this is a daycare. I'll bet you're right. <laughs> the next one. Asia's Angels in Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> this is a hundred percent a strip club. It's a hundred percent a daycare. <laughs> what? Yes. Oh no! Yes, indeed. Is, but Charlie, I... <laughs> <laughs> we'll try this one. Daydreams in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Oh, this guy's probably a strip club. Exactly. It is a strip you, club. You said Philly, I'm thinking, yeah. Yep, that's right. Number four, baby dolls in Spring City, Pennsylvania. <laughs> oh, oh my. You know, I yeah, this yes, it has to be. If, has to be. if it's if it's not, then shame on them. <laughs> so you're saying it's a strip club? Yes. You're correct. <laughs> Safely. And then here's one. In Portland, Oregon, it's called Rose City. Uh, you know what? This might actually be a daycare. It just might be a daycare indeed. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Very right. good. You did pretty well on that. Not so, bad. Not bad. All right. So now we'll go to, is it a steakhouse or a gay bar? Okay. The first one, and this is in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Hunters in Fort Lauderdale. You know, I think this might be a steakhouse. Then you'd be in for a shock. It's a gay bar. Ooh. Oh, come here, Hunter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then the next one is Timber in Portland, Maine. <laughs> I like what they're doing with Timber. Um, you know, <laughs> I, I do think this might be a steakhouse. This might be like a red herring. It's definitely a steakhouse, indeed. And the next one is the Roundup Saloon in Dallas, Texas. <laughs> yeah, this actually, I think that this could be a steakhouse as well. Mm, it's a gay bar. Oh, I was thinking maybe they've got like a theme going on, but I guess they, they do have a theme <laughs> well, going on. I it's think just... they do have a theme going on. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next one is from Wyndham, Maine. It's called Rustlers. Oh, gosh. There's, uh, I'm, I'm thinking this might be a gay bar. It's a steakhouse, believe oh, it or not. No. <laughs> okay. So you can rustle yourself up some meat here in a different way, I guess. And there's then no there's, sense to this. No, there isn't. Montana Mike's in Miami, Oklahoma. <laughs> I, I would hope that this is a, uh, a steakhouse. You would be right. So that's right. in Oklahoma, I don't think Montana Mike would be anything but a steakhouse. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> so, and then well, our next one will be golf course or rehab. Okay. So, Cypress Lakes in Cantonment, Florida. Am I pronouncing that correct? Is it Cantonment or Cantonment? I, honestly, I have no idea. It must be a small town. And I'm going to say that is a rehab, it's a golf course. Believe it or not. 
<laughs> the next one is Quail Meadows in Washington, Illinois. Why do they all sound the same? Uh, we're going to go rehab. It's a golf course. Oh, my. <laughs> and the next one is also in Illinois. It is White Oaks in Peoria, Illinois. Well, this one's got to be a rehab then. Absolutely. Very good. Well, we had White Oaks. Now, this one is South Oaks in Massapequa, <laughs> Long Island. Yeah, this might be a golf course. It's also a rehab. Oh, I <laughs> knew I should have gone with it. It sounded too similar. The Oaks have it. And finally, Atlantic Shores in Millsboro, Delaware. Let's go rehab. It's a rehab. Absolutely. Very good. Gotta and then our next myself slightly. That's right. Our next insane game is, of course, porn star or weatherman. Oh, so yeah. Think about the name and make your best guess. The first name is Doug Hill. Uh, this might be a weatherman. He is at ABC7 in Washington, D.C. The next name is Josh Weston. <laughs> I bet this is a porn star. You are correct. The third name is Brant Miller. Uh, I bet this is a weatherman. In Chicago, Illinois. That's correct. And mm. name number four, Kirk Lockwood. <laughs> Can he be both a weatherman and a porn star? <laughs> He's a, uh, he's definitely a porn star, I'm thinking. You're correct. That was good forecasting. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, Dylan Dreyer. Uh, I might think this would be a weatherman. It would be a female weather person on MSNBC, believe it or oh, not. Oh, look at that. Yeah, All see, right, I've a... got that down. Absolutely. All right. I think uh, the, what's left is uh, the fake news of Florida. That's the best one. That's always, always try to save the best for last here. Okay. So here's a headline. You tell me if it's fake or Florida. First headline, an Orlando dog walker was busted for possession of methamphetamines after he was seen on camera leaving them behind in a client's refrigerator. Um, I, this might be fake news. It is fake. Completely uh, fake. I was like, Very this is too specific. <laughs> I was doubting myself. <laughs> All right. The next headline. A Seminole County man was naked from the waist down and arrested after breaking into an elementary school and spreading feces throughout the school. <laughs> this is Florida. It sounds too crazy. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right. The next headline, a Miami sheriff's deputy who was busted for soliciting a prostitute said that he should not be arrested because the hooker was for his son. <laughs> oh, this um I think this might be fake news. It's too good to be true. It is fake news. <laughs> it that was well correct. crafted for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The next headline is a Newport Richie man was arrested after he was found crawling through the ceiling of a Walmart that had to be he had to be evacuated so police could get him out. Oh, I, I bet this will be Florida. Absolutely. 100% yes. Florida. That's right. <laughs> and <laughs> uh, finally, our last headline, a Tarpon Springs man was arrested for calling 911 
and claiming that his wife was a black widow spider. Uh, <laughs> this, I, I think that this one is a little too out there to um, not like to, to not make the list. So this is going to be Florida. It is definitely Florida. Yeah, absolutely. If it, if it seems too good to be true, it isn't. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, if anything else, Florida knows how to make them. That's I can tell you that. Oh <laughs> yeah, that is true. Well. Just get ready for next week. I've already got a whole bunch of stuff that I've already got well ahead of time. And I'm hoping we'll get some really good ones. So when you and I do it together in person, we'll have a lot of fun talking about some of this stuff. Oh, yeah. Well, it's coming in like a fire hose right now, the the stupidity. So (laughs) I can't stop it. It just keeps coming. It's flooding (laughs) the basement. (laughs) That's great. I'm looking forward to having you come down and doing this live in a couple of weeks. I'm excited about it. Yes, indeed. And hopefully that will happen kind of as a end of the year special. Well, I told you that we had some really cool sponsors. And this particular section uh, with my insane Florida nephew has been specially sponsored by Fake It Family Newsletters. You know, it's the holiday season, you know. It means you're going to be getting those um, you know, a few of those family newsletters in the mail yeah well you might want to send one yourself you know but what if your family is a hot mess or not really anything to crow about no problem everybody loves giving out those family newsletters for christmas but what if your family hasn't done anything all year introducing new make em ups newsletters we make up a whole bunch of stuff that your lazy do-nothing family could have done and send it to your loved ones just listen to this satisfied make em up newsletter sender yeah our kids are the worst terrible grades awful at sports our youngest eats dirt just flat out eats it but we had the people at make em ups newsletters fabricate some fun stuff about our kids as far as all our friends know our kids are little geniuses who can dunk a basketball. Our youngest is already a five-star chef. Nobody knows that we cry ourselves to sleep every night. Thanks, Thanks make them up. up. Warning, not able to make your kids less ugly. If they're ugly, you're on your own. Good luck with all that. And now, from the news desk of Insane Eric Lane, it's the Week in Review. We're looking at the Insane Week in Review. President Trump tells a White House Christmas party. He plans to run again in 2024. In fact, to stay sharp, he's going to spend every day doing the things he did in office. So, I'll expect a lot of golfing and tweeting and TV reviews. Well, Trump is starting to focus on the 2024 election, while uh, Joe Biden says he's still looking forward to the 2020 election. A new intelligence report claims that terrorists have been instructed to hand out poisoned masks on the streets of America. Uh, Well, the joke's on them because nobody's going to wear one. A 27-year-old Tennessee woman gave birth to a little girl using an embryo that was frozen back in 1991. That sets the world record for the longest frozen embryo to result in a live birth. Something tells me that this is the one little girl who doesn't want to watch Frozen. She's like, let it go, Mom. Let it go. The baby is technically 25 years old, which might explain why her first words were, White Claw. Over 40 attendees caught the coronavirus at a swingers convention in New Orleans. They thought it was safe, but it turns out they were just following junk science. They had masks on the wrong head. Well, it was the right one, but 
you get where I'm going. <clears throat> the United Kingdom approved the Pfizer and BioTech vaccine, becoming the first Western nation to allow widespread use of the vaccine. Of course, Pfizer, you know, is known for manufacturing erectile dysfunction pills. So if your vaccine lasts longer than four hours, you should call a doctor. Police in Brussels busted a lockdown orgy in the basement of a gay bar that was attended by several diplomats. Hey, give those cops credit. Busting a gay orgy is not easy. It takes a lot of balls. Well, the defendants are hoping for a hung jury. White House sources say the president has floated the idea of pardoning all of his children so that the next administration doesn't go after them. And plus it also bangs out all of his Christmas shopping in one shot. Bill Clinton and George W. Bush and Barack Obama all say they'll be willing to take the coronavirus vaccine on live TV when it comes out. Not to be outdone, Joe Biden says he's vowing to take the polio vaccine when it comes out. Now, if you didn't get that joke, congrats on failing history. The three ex-presidents vowing to take the vaccine on live TV, that's pretty amazing. I think this is the part where your conspiracy buddy goes, Oh, how do we know that's what's really in the needle? Uh, yeah, well, you know, shots really don't scare these guys. Clinton's been shot a bunch of times by Hillary. Bush did a ton of shots in college. And by the time Obama left office, our economy was shot. Hello, I'm Barack Obama. I'm George W. Bush. And I'm Bill Clinton. And we're here to receive the COVID vaccine to prove it's totally safe. So, uh, George, uh, why don't you go first? Oh, uh, after you, I insist. Uh, you know what, uh, Bill, uh, you go first. Hold on, why should I go first? Uh, well, uh, yep, you, you, you were president first. Yeah, go ahead, Bill. I hear it also works on STDs. <laughs> Zip it, W. <laughs> Besides, this is all Barack's idea, so he should go first. Come on, Bill. Feel our pain and take the shot already. You guys are unbelievable. Hillary, what are you doing here? Well, if I had a nickel for every time I said that. <laughs> you men are such wussbags. I'll take the shot. Sorry, crooked Hillary. Trump! You had your shot in 2016. Hey, all this happened under his watch. Donald should take it first. Fake news. Besides, I'm only here to ask Bush how he got the Supreme Court to make him president. Someone needs to take the shot. Make Michelle take it. She's got the most muscular arms. <laughs> hey, stop checking out my wife's arms. L.A. Mayor Gil Garcetti announced that it's time to cancel everything as the coronavirus cases continue to surge in the city. Uh, they thought they had it beat, you know, over the summer, but everything in Hollywood gets a sequel these days. The people of Los Angeles are being ordered out to stay inside, which is a problem because half the population lives on the sidewalk. They're, they're doing this new thing in California for tourists, you know, though. Instead of selling maps or, you know, to where, you know, to, to, to use to, to where the stars live, they're selling maps, you know, to, you know, where uh, the politicians got caught eating dinner during the lockdown. A Kentucky mayor was arrested for DUI after she fell asleep at a White Castle drive through and crashed into a pole. Cops became suspicious. She was drunk whenever they saw her at the White Castle drive-thru. <laughs> the bad news is now she's off to prison, but the good news is she's about to start eating much better food. She's just another politician who's, you know, crashing the polls. You know, crashing in the polls, get it? Yeah. By the way, uh, you know your holiday eating is a little out of control? If your first thought was, White Castle sounds great right about now, 
The TikTok video of President Obama's daughter, Sasha, has now been deleted since going viral earlier this week because she was dancing at a party without a mask. I'm not going to judge her because, you know, if they had social media whenever I was in college, I'd be doing the podcast from prison right about now. New York City's Rockefeller Center Christmas tree was lit without the usual crowd of about 10,000 people because of the, you know, safety restrictions. I mean, it's not corona. They just didn't want anybody getting mugged. I mean, visitors to the tree have five minutes to take pictures inside a plexiglass area before the next group comes in. If the five minutes are up, they have a fire hose that soaks you down with if you stay too long. Well, that's not true, actually. But if you if you walk the streets of New York this year, you know there are a lot worse hoses to be soaked by. But the store window displays are still there on Fifth Avenue. Apparently, this year's hottest gift is plywood because they're all displaying it. A Florida masseuse was ordered to pay New England Patriots owner Robert Kraft $31 million or $31,000 for soliciting him to commit prostitution. So, after all that, Kraft got a happy ending and he won the lawsuit. Nobody was really shocked by the arrest, though. The Patriots are known for deflating their footballs. President Trump held a two-hour rally back in Georgia. Uh, he slammed the Democrats, of course, for stealing the election and urged his supporters to get out and vote in the upcoming January special elections, which is kind of a weird strategy. That's like saying, the, car's no br- the car hadn't have, don't have any brakes, but don't forget to buy one. Trump told the crowd he's going to need a champion to overturn the results, but it's not looking good. I, I think he's in for a Rudy awakening. Well, the hot talk in Washington is that he's going to pardon his kids, you know, like I said, you know, before he leaves office. Apparently, after Thanksgiving, he kind of developed a thing for pardoning turkeys. And Joe Biden says his inauguration will resemble the virtual convention that Democrats held over the summer because of the coronavirus concerns. And plus, if they do it virtually, Trump can't show up and heckle. You know, and besides, at Joe's age, I think they're going to make it a matinee. New York Times reporting that a fortune-telling now has become one of the fastest-growing businesses during the coronavirus pandemic, which is kind of crazy because, you know, the fortune-tellers did not see this one coming. The the report says the rise is due to palm readings that are taking place over Zoom, which is great for fortune-teller because they can check your Facebook page and pretty much know everything, you know. And the customers are like, wow, she said... If I were a new kid on the block, I'd be Donnie. How'd they know that? It's only a matter of time before a fortune teller starts an OnlyFans. Yeah, she'll blow your mind. A survey from WalletHub named Fort Lauderdale, Florida as the least safest city in America because of the dangerous weather events and the high volume of COVID-19 cases. And yeah, New York New Yorkers got robbed, frankly. Uh, you know, they, they should have been number one in the survey. You know, uh, to be fair, the surveyors didn't finish their research on Chicago because they got shot. And the problem is Fort Lauderdale is known for two types of hurricanes. You know, the Mother Nature kind and the types they serve in bars. And plus they got a ton of senior citizens driving out there, which <laughs> it's its own natural disaster. 27 million people are under lockdown in Southern California after the government issued a stay-at-home orders 
due to the surge in coronavirus cases. You know, you're not allowed outside unless you can show proof that you're a politician with a dinner reservation. L.A. really has just been. I don't think. I don't. I don't think L.A. has been this worried about catching things since the Kardashians were single. And a Chicago doctor has told NBC News that COVID-19 could cause erectile dysfunction. Now, to be fair, this was supposed to be a big study, but the numbers shrank. I think it's just some soft research myself, yeah. And it's just a, basically a bunch of junk science. Rudy Giuliani is continuing being mocked for farting in court during a hearing into election fraud. Now, Rudy thought he was going to save the election, but his chances are gone with the wind. Now he wants to send people who stole the vote to the gas chamber. Joe Biden has picked California Attorney General Xavier Becara as the head of Health and Human Services. And this is a big appointment, you know, because this is the guy who helps Kamala pick out Joe's nursing home. Astronomers have also unveiled a map of the Milky Way galaxy that details 1.8 billion stars. I don't know who counted them all, but unfortunately nobody knows how to use a map anymore because they're kind of waiting for the app to come out. They're currently trying to fold the map back up and put it back in the glove compartment. It's a mess. In Brooklyn, six workers at a Whole Foods warehouse have tested positive for coronavirus, but it's a cage-free organic version of the virus. And, of course, at Whole Foods, it's known as the COVID-1995. A Michigan pastor is under fire for encouraging his parishioners to catch coronavirus and, quote, get it over with after getting the virus himself. Now, look, in his defense... They always say to practice what you preach. I mean, as a result, I hear all of his masses have now been suspended at Our Lady of the Maskless Karen. NYPD is searching for a Bronx burglar that broke into an apartment and stole one light bulb. Yeah, most suspects are on the lamp, but I think this guy is on the lamp. They believe to be hiding somewhere that no one in New York would ever go, like a Jets game. And former female boxer Vivian Obernoff is accused of beating her husband to death after his body was found in Switzerland. No word yet as to who will uh, play her role in the Lifetime movie. Now that's Vivian Obernoff. Just want to make sure I pronounce it right, because it kind of sounds like she's got a bit of a temper. A British mom who was cleared of having sex with a 14-year-old boy after he claimed he lied about his age, says she's planning to cash in with an adult film career. Man, she doesn't waste time. They said on the news that she's already driving a Jaguar. Although, I think she's more of a cougar. Bob Dylan sold his entire song catalog to a Universal Publishing Group for $300 million. $300 million. He ain't going to work on Maggie's farm no more. Okay, that was a Dylan reference, which I understand not everybody will get because, you know, the times they are a-changing. He wasn't sure if he should take the deal, but his agent told him, don't think twice about it, it's all right. I think I could probably do more Dylan puns, but it's all over now, baby blue. And Katy Perry flashed her spanks in an Instagram photo, and people were saying she kind of showed poor judgment. What did you expect from a gal that married Russell Brandt? And our insane week in the news, sponsored by Cheapskate Gifts. 
If you're looking for ways to save money on gift giving, this may be the answer you've been waiting for. Times are tough, so don't spend big bucks on people you don't care about. At Cheapskate Gifts, we sell the cheapest junk you could possibly buy, like breath mints, combs, and paper clips. But everything comes gift wrapped in our patented 15-pound lead-lined boxes, so it feels like there's something expensive inside. It's so heavy, I bet it's a Blu-ray disc player. Just remind them not to open it till Christmas, so you won't be there when they find out what a tightwad you are. Wow, I didn't know dental floss could be that heavy. Cheapskate Gifts, where you always get change back from your quarter. Underneath this genius, I'm simply a human. It's like a caveman thing. And now, this week's Genius Award. Well, this week's Genius Award, I, I think if we could give the Genius Award of the year, it would be this mall Santa. He dropped the hammer on a little boy who just asked him for a Nerf gun for Christmas, telling the bawling kid he wouldn't bring him the toy. According to a Facebook post by the boy's mom, this politically correct Chris Kringle was caught on video asking the child what he wanted for the holiday. And the boy apparently mentioned a gun because the Santa could be heard replying, No, 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 no guns. Now when the kid's mom, who was standing nearby, piped in, just to be clear, a Nerf gun, Santa. He wants a Nerf gun. The not-so-jolly old Saint Nick was still having none of it. Nope, nope, not even a Nerf gun, said the unmoved Father Christmas. If your dad wants to get it for you, that's fine, but I can't bring it to you, said the Santa Claus, quote-unquote. The child turned to his mom and then burst into tears, continuing to sob even when she bent down to hug and comfort him. It's not really clear when or where the incident took place, but the Twitter sphere reaction was swift, and it was heavily against old Santa. Great. Now even old Saint Nick has gone politically correct. Pretty soon, you won't be able to even say elves. It's all going to be little polar people. And forget about the naughty and nice. I mean, there's more fluidity than that. And then there's this one where authorities say firefighters in Massachusetts pulled a man to safety after he got stuck chest deep in the thick mud of a drained pond. The rescue happened in Springfield at Watershops Pond. It was really unclear how the man became trapped in the mud. Kind of reminds me of the story that my Grandma Ruby told when she tried to go out to the garden to pick some tomatoes after a rainstorm and got bogged down up to her knees in mud and had to crawl back to the house. Well, images from this scene show Springfield Fire and Emergency Services crew members placing ladders on the ground to help their footing in the slippery mud and having to use ropes to send a sled to the trapped man. Local officials have urged residents to avoid the area due to its current condition. The commissioner, B.J. Calvi, said it took over four hours to rescue the man from the mud. No firefighters were injured during that rescue, but I bet everybody in town's making fun of this guy. I'm sure he's a nice guy, but after this stupid incident, he's definitely, they're all slinging mud at him for sure. I mean, his friends weren't surprised. They've always said that he's a real stick in the mud, too. Or how about this one? A Florida fruit salesman was arrested after pointing a gun at another fruit salesman for not raising his prices. 
The 36-year-old Yoan Torres Quiones, a Stock Island fruit vendor, is facing charges of aggravated assault with a weapon and carrying a concealed firearm without a license after deputies said that he got into an argument with a competing fruit vendor. The argument all started when Quiones approached the 50-year-old victim and started an argument saying the man was undercutting his price on sugarcane juice. Huh? Deputies said that Quiones sells his juice for $3. The other man sells his uh, sugarcane juice for $2 nearby. The man was caught on a cell phone video showing his gun off his waistband during the whole argument, then eventually pointing the gun at his competitor and saying he would fire every bullet in the, at the man. Quiones was taken into custody with the Monroe County Sheriff's Office. Now look, I'm pretty surprised that a fruit salesman was carrying a gun in his waistband. I mean, I would have thought he just had a banana in his pants. I'm glad there's at least no actual violence with the case, but look, certainly wouldn't have been the first time the juice was directly responsible for a violent murder. Okay, nothing like a little O.J. Simpson humor every once in a while, okay? And then what about this? A wild post-game brawl resulted in 10 Florida high school football players getting suspended after a playoff game. The Florida High School Athletic Association also fined Wakiva High School 500 bucks after the referees filed the report on the fight. Officials say Wakiva players physically confronted the opponents from Newport Ritchie Mitchell High School after losing a playoff semifinal game. Now, according to the report, after the game was over, the Mitchell team was basically attacked by a few of the Wakiva players, resulting in the whole team from Wakiva charging over. The incident took place after Mitchell took a knee on the last play of the game to run out the clock, and school administrators said that the nine members of the losing team left the sideline area to push and punch opposing players. One student was seen throwing helmets at a player who was already lying on the ground after being punched multiple times. Local law enforcement agencies are not pressing charges against anyone involved because, well, they say no victims have come forward to file a report. School officials say they accept the fines and suspension and will not appeal the sanctions. But I can see why these kids were brawling and acting so violent. I mean, they're getting ready for life at the NFL. I mean, what, they're the only high school, though, I think, so I guess college football comes first, right? I mean, after hearing about this wild fight, the Florida Gators now are in talks to sign them all. And you got to check this one out. A call about a vehicle dragging a gas pump hose led police in northern Michigan to a meth discovery. State police there responded to a report of a vehicle dragging a pump handle and a hose. The trooper makes a traffic stop and, well, soon discovers meth on both the driver and inside the vehicle. Passenger also was in possession of meth as well. Upon making the stop, police asked the driver, a 42-year-old Gladwin man, if he forgot anything at the gas station. The driver told the police that, I don't believe so. Troopers gave the driver a sobriety test and following that placed him under arrest. Well, they then found meth on both the driver and the passenger. Both were taken to the Roscommon County Jail. Of course, the driver should have paid more attention to what he was doing. I mean, look, any man will tell you that bad things happen when you leave your hose in for too long. I mean, between fleeing that gas station too quickly and having meth on him, it's obvious this guy really loves all types of speed. And you'll never believe this one. 
just days after some 50 Christmas trees were stolen from a local hardware store, the Spokane Police Department arrested the real-life Grinch that stole them. Store security video at River Ridge Hardware revealed the incident happened when somebody packed the trees into a trailer. Now, the post on the store's Facebook page asked the public to share any information they might have with the Spokane Police Department. And officers with the patrol anti-crime team and downtown neighborhood resource officers began investigating the incident. The investigation led to the arrest of 49-year-old Eli P. Van Sickle. After his arrest, Van Sickle told police where the trailer used in the burglary was stashed in Spokane, leading to the recovery of all the stolen trees. Now, Van Sickle now has a felony record, and he now was jailed on suspicion of burglary and thefts. <laughs> Man, stealing Christmas trees sounds kind of weird at first, but then you remember this happened in Washington State, so I'm betting that guy was also mostly likely smoking trees, you know what I mean? This guy definitely learned the hard way. You just can't go and steal and get away with it. I mean, what does he think this is? The election? Okay, one more. According to police, a man walking into the Neiman Marcus store at an Atlanta mall accidentally set off his gun while he was um, <coughs> adjusting his pants. The gunshot rang out through the Lenox Square Mall around 6 p.m. Witnesses initially told police there may have been a dispute between two people, but... Officers confirmed no such fight happened. Instead, the man fired this accidental discharge while adjusting. Nobody was injured, but the man fled the scene and has not been identified or even located. Sergeant John Chavey said, quote, We urge gun owners to be responsible, and we would recommend they leave their firearms at home while they are out shopping in public areas. <laughs> I absolutely cannot believe this. People still shop at the mall? There's no legitimate reason to have a gun at the mall, at least not now. Black Friday's over. I, I, I just hope he didn't hit his manhood, because if he did, I can assure you the gun would be the only thing in his pants successfully firing off around. Well, do you know someone who could benefit from the stupidity of others? Well, then share this podcast with them. And since listening to all this buffoonery in my stupid world is so addicting... Why don't you also click subscribe so you'll always have a new episode to enjoy when it's published. And please rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Okay, even if you have to lie a little bit, you know, it, it gives the idea that people actually listen. So let me now conclude on this passing thought. Die Hard isn't a Christmas movie because it occurs on Christmas. It's a Christmas movie because it's about a social obligation with a family member that you didn't want to participate in, but spirals more and more into an unending nightmare. You know, this podcast would not be possible without sources of stupidity. Thanks to the talented writers from folks at A-List Comedy, Ad Large Media, Premier Prep, Wise Brother Media, Universal Comedy Network, and the Pulse of Radio, United Stations Radio Network. Thanks for sticking it out through my stupid world. And if you're feeling a bit crazy, I hope you'll follow me on Facebook or Twitter at Insane Eric Lane. 
and visit InsaneEricLane.com. And if you're feeling a bit insane and want to make your own podcast, you can do it with Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast ever. The only platform where you can publish to major podcast outlets like Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music with a single tap of a button on your phone. Whether you're capturing your own voice, taking call-ins from listeners, conducting remote interviews with anyone, or broadcasting full-length songs from Apple Music or Spotify. Available today for iOS and Android, and it's 100% free, entirely mobile, and so easy to use that literally anyone can make a podcast, even me. Find out more at anchor.fm.